Hey everybody, I'm Sean Rosensteel, author of The School of Intentional Living and host of Authorized, where authors go live to reveal their insights, stories, and best lessons from their most recent works. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy this week's episode. I'm excited to have with me today Miranda Joe Davis, author of Christian Girl and the Yoga World. Welcome to the show today, Miranda Joe. Thank you, Sean. I'm so excited to be here and have a chat with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we're both down here in Texas. Yes, we are. Howdy, everybody. How y'all Howdy, doing? Y'all. <laughs> I tried to say y'all a few weeks ago. I just moved here from Chicago, as you know. Totally didn't work, so I'm not going to go there again. But I like botched it up. I paused halfway through. I'm like, hey, y'all. And people totally saw right through it. So. You know, it, it's it's a practice. It's like you're learning Spanish or something. You know, you're learning Texan. So yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, I've got a ways to go. But anyways, well, thanks for being on the show with us here today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I'm so interested in this book, Christian Girl in the Yoga World. So tell us how this came to be. Oh gosh. Well, it's it's a long story. How long do we have? Um, but I'll keep it. I'll keep it really brief. You know, um, this story came to be over my 20 years as an expert in the industry, as a yoga master trainer. Um, I came into practicing yoga into Christianity at the same time uh, when I was in my early 20s and loved both of them, fell in love with Jesus and fell in love with yoga. Uh, my background's in dance. And so it was just a natural form of movement for me. And I knew right off the bat, I'm going to go all the way with this. And so um, here I was a few years later and I was um, making my way up the ranks in the yoga world and was assigned uh, to become an international trainer uh, not too long after that and took my levels of certification to the highest that you can do, um, which was so exciting. I lived a wonderful jet set life, got to travel to many countries, went around the world, met interesting people. But as my knowledge of yoga escalated and then my knowledge of Christianity did, I found out there was actually a collision in, in the world. And so hence the title, Christian Girl in the Yoga World. And so that's really what sparked the desire to write the book is that I want to let Christians know there's a perception that it's either evil and we can't do it and it's not okay okay with our religion or there's a perception that um, I'm a Christian and I'm just going to ignore all the cues uh, and the roots that are tied to Buddhist and Hindu religion and I'm just going to do it anyway. So I'm wanting us to find a happy medium where we can practice yoga and not compromise our faith. That's fascinating. So tell, tell us a little bit about how you worked your way through that conflict and then where you are today with everything. And I'm assuming that's what a lot of the book is about. It is. A lot of the book is about um, each chapter starts off with something that I struggled with in the yoga world um, and how I felt conflict as a Christian. And so how did I work through that? I prayed. Um, I read my Bible. I just continued to dive into my faith and and did find out there were some things that I shouldn't be participating in. And so where I am today is, is that I believe that the mental and physical practice of yoga is beneficial for everyone. This is something I want to do until I take my last breath. It, it makes my body feel young and alive and vibrant. You know, um, I'm in my mid 40s. I won't give you my exact age because a lady doesn't ever do that. But um, just to say that, you know, I feel and can move 
as as well as someone in their 20s. And so um, I believe in that part of the practice, but I just wanted to, to start to incorporate my faith. And so now I use scripture and that feels very comfortable. It feels very compatible with the way that I choose to live. And, um, you know, it's been awesome, Sean, because I have a lot of non-practicing Christians who come to my classes as well. So it's an opportunity for me to minister from the mat. That's awesome. So you actually have a physical practice and that is in, where is that in Fort Worth? It's in Fort Worth, Texas. Come and see me. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So when was the book published and how has it done? And we're, I can't remember, were you self-published or did you use a publisher? I am self-published and you know, it's been an amazing journey. I love that I self-published. Um, I published in May of this year in 2020. And so we're just, you know, not even a few, you know six months out now about, and the book is doing really well. Um, part of why it's doing well is because I prepared myself for the business end of what, you know, writing a book, what does that look like and, and what does it entail? You know, um, doing things like I'm doing now, talking about it, being on podcasts, really putting myself out there. Um, but I love doing that. I'm a talker. And so, um, and I love to, to let people know about some things that I'm passionate about, which is yoga and Christianity. Awesome. So you have a family, you're running a yoga practice. You wrote and published a book this year, published in May. How are you doing everything? <laughs> and you're strong in your faith. How are you finding balance in it all? Yeah. How am I keeping the plate spinning? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's one day at a time. Uh, that's kind of how I approach life. Um, it is putting my faith in God first. Um, you know, I don't feel like that I would be anywhere where I am today, um, continuing to climb and and to to see success in my life without God. Um, so that's an important part. But my family is highly supportive. I have a great husband who is you know, he's never, I tell him these ideas I have, you know, when I tell him I'm going to write a book, he's never been like, you're going to do what? He's like, oh, that's awesome, baby. You go for it. You write that book. So, um, and my kids, you know, they have, they just think it's, you know, this is just what mommy does. And so, um, I think a supportive community really helps with that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was the right time. Even during COVID, I knew that I wasn't going to shy away from publishing the book. So here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. And with your children, are you are you virtual? Or are they back in school? Where's all of that? My kiddos are back in school. Are they? So, yes. Um, I'm just. I can do a lot of things really well. Sean, homeschooling is not my thing. Um, we're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Let's do that lesson. Okay, we'll do it in a little bit. You know, let's just hang out or let's go to the park. I mean, I'm I'm a I am just not cut out for that, and that's okay. <laughs> So you mentioned, um, I, I think you actually mentioned in a previous chat that we had a, a TV appearance or two, and I know that you're doing a lot of podcasts. So can you share with us some of the things you're doing to get visibility and exposure to the book? Absolutely. Over the years, um, I have developed, you know, I think it's really important to develop relationships with people who, you know, are in different industries. And so I have developed developed a relationship with a local broadcasting community here. Um, Good Morning Texas, GMT, Channel 8, uh, Paige McCoy-Smith, if you're out there. Hello, honey. Um, so yes, she has interviewed me several times over the years and I had a lot of ideas around COVID. Um, you know, some of them like, you know, how to 
break the monotony of the everyday by doing yoga with your kids. And so my kids and I were on TV and we did, you know, a lot of different poses and breath work and just making it playful and fun so that, you know, when we were quarantined, it didn't seem like, you know, it, it was all day, every day that's monotony. You know, yoga can be fun too. Cool. Cool. So can you explain to someone like me who doesn't have, I've done yoga a handful of times. Uh, dabbled is probably uh, not even accurate, <laughs> less than dabbled, but it is something I would love to get into. A lot of the mentors I have in my life, you know, do yoga daily. Uh, I got into meditation a few years ago and that has served me very well. So eventually I would like to have a regular yoga practice. Can you share with someone like me, who's a very, you know, like a novice, some of the benefits, some of the physical, mental, emotional benefits of yoga? Oh, I love people like you, Sean. Oh, you're my favorite. Um, so what it is, is, is just a practice. And like genres of music, there's many different styles of yoga. And so I encourage people to, you know, maybe they think, oh, I, I want to lose weight. And I'm going to go to this hot yoga. I'm going to go to power yoga. And then they go and they're like, I hated that. That's not, that was not for me. Well, it, just try a different style. You can try gentle yoga, yen yoga, restorative yoga, power yoga, um, yoga that's just at your gym, that's more of a workout style. So I just encourage people to kind of know what they may already be called to do. Are you wanting yoga for healing? Are you wanting yoga to maybe sleep better? And then look specifically mm -hmm. for that and go and give the studio a try, give the instructor a try. And again, it's it's kind of like, you know, you're dating this person, you're gonna check them out and see how you're, you mesh personality wise. There's, it's such a, um, a big facet of our, of our world today. You know, the yoga, 36 million people are practicing yoga today. So they're obviously wow. looking for something, um, you know, just keep looking and finding the practice and the person that aligns with you. Yeah. And I think what you said is so important and I would call that the relevancy factor, but for me, so a lot of people ask me about meditation and you know, there's seven different primary paths you can take and there's all sorts of different styles and disciplines of it. It's like, I, I don't know, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Mm -hmm. So I like what you just said about keeping, connecting your yoga practice to what you're looking for in your life, what's relevant for you mm -hmm. and based on if you're looking to improve this area of your life, that area of your life, there's maybe different paths that make more sense to try out. Yes, exactly. Just give it a try. Um, you know, keep an open mind and, you know, you will find the path that's right for you. I believe that if every person could practice yoga for the mental and the physical benefits, we would, as a society, um, as a whole, we would be in such better shape mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't doubt that. I feel the same way about meditation mm -hmm. and they're very closely related, at least in my limited view. Absolutely. Yoga is moving meditation. And, you know, the, the first time I was exposed to anything meditative was at my first yoga class when I discovered that I had a very real problem with slowing down the thoughts in my mind. Mm. Um, but because I was type A back then I was a dancer. And so I was like, I'm going to get this stuff. I'm going back to that yoga class. I'm going to lay on that mat and be still. <laughs> and so um, it, did, it didn't work out very well for me. Like, like you, it's, it's become, um, you know, and in the Christian faith, we ascribe to, um, keeping our mind on whatever's true, noble, excellent, praiseworthy. That's, you know, that's meditation to me today. And so uh, I've really has a lot to do with my thought process. Hmm. Yeah. So as it relates to, 
your Christian faith, what was your, I mean, it sounds like there might be many conflicts at different levels, but when you think back to your journey through this, what was your, what was the biggest conflict you had? And then how did you think through it and make the connections so that, you know, it was okay, or this actually works and it works well, and I should be okay with all of this. And now I want to teach this. So what was like the biggest issue that you ran across and, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, the biggest issue was it was it was very hard for me. I was studying the craft in India with some colleagues um, who I work with in this global company. And um, at one point during the practice, our instructor who um, he was very knowledgeable, um, but I did not. I, I went into this very naively thinking that that there would be, it would be like yoga over in the United States, the yoga that I've been practicing. But when I got to India, there, there started to be no separation between um, another religion and the religion that I ascribe to. And so at one point um, we were chanting in another language, um, things that were honoring other gods. And okay. so, you know, and part of in my faith is there shall be no other gods before me. And so I just said, I couldn't do that. And that's, that's when it kind of blew up um, wow. for me. So I didn't participate and things kind of turned for me. Uh, I still had about two weeks left in the trip and it was just one struggle after the other. Um, definitely felt God's presence with me, um, you know, saying that, you know, this is part of it. If you're going to stand up in your faith, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be hardship for you. Um, so it was a defining line of if I was going to go one way or if I was going to actually do what I felt like the Bible says to do. That's amazing. And I give you so much credit for proceeding forward and finding your way, because I think for a lot of people, they would see that issue, that conflict, and then they would just kind of make a generalization about yoga as a practice and say, nope, it's not compatible. Yes, I agree. And I know um, this is amazing. Since I have um, published the book, I've had countless people write me emails or send me messages um, in social media saying, I'm so glad that you published this book because you have articulated things that have happened to me, or you are speaking things that I've been worried about. So how, how did you get in my head? That's How did you get into my head? Those, those pain points that we learn to really hone in on as an author and as a writer. So yes, this is for a very specific group of people that I'm speaking to. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So let's go back to your yoga. Is it, what do you call it? Is it a studio? Is it a practice? It is a studio. Yes. Studio. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a studio right now that is not functioning like it normally does due to COVID. Um, and we're doing a lot of outdoor classes, which um, mm -hmm. if you're not in Dallas for or today, it's a cloudy and rainy day. So class was canceled. So it just, you know, I'm just making the best of whatever's in front of me with what I can do now. Um, I've been mm -hmm having this, I've had the studio for 11 years now. So um, I have a very loyal following. I love all of you out there. Thank you to my students who have um, helped me through many, many years and have made this very successful. I'm truly grateful. Um, it's been a wonderful journey. First of all, congratulations on 11 years. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, good for you. So yeah, it's amazing like how much your business, all of it is impacted because you, you wrote a book and you're doing the virtual thing, but you also have a studio, a physical location. So kudos for enduring all of those, you know, challenges this year. Have you, so, so you've evolved a bit, you're doing classes outside, which is really cool. It's like, 
Bikram style and you don't even need to turn the heat up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, here in Texas, we have a natural heater, which is the sun, and we can really do hot yoga that I can attest. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can really get into it, you can just ignore the mosquitoes and pretend like they're not even there. Right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I use all organic pest control to help take care of the mosquitoes. So that's one of my selling points. <laughs> so I am we are all about that in my family. So we moved from Chicago uh, a few months ago and we I swear, Miranda Joe tried every single organic bug spray on the planet, like the last thing going to DEET was like the last thing we wanted to do. We have three kids, six, four, and two. It was just not an option until we got bit incessantly for over two months. We're <laughs> like, all right, get the deed, slap the deed in them, you know, just slap it on. So we're now at like 15% deed that seems to be a little more effective. Oh. We're all like, you know, how some people just, they completely repel bugs. And like my whole family just attracts mosquitoes. No, none of us are, you know, safe. That's hilarious. It's like my husband, you know, I'll have the organic and then there's the DEET and he's like, don't give me that stuff. <laughs> give me the DEET. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's amazing. So I'm curious because we are evolving our business models by necessity right now. So you've gone from inside to, to outside. Have you ever considered doing like a virtual type of a platform? Yes, I am doing classes virtually right now. Um, they, you can find me on YouTube for those at Miranda Joe Davis. And so um, you can get some free classes there. I'm also just doing Zoom with my um, regular students. But yes, it definitely is. That's been a whole learning curve. I'm telling you, I have never learned so much in this short amount of time, technology wise, which is a good thing. Um, but having to adapt my business, yes, it's been essential. That's amazing. So how do the virtual classes work? Is it a, do you still like do a monthly and then you're allowed certain amount of classes per week or per month? I mean, what does that look like from, from the business model perspective? Yeah, from the business model, the way I've always set up my classes is via semester. And so, um, you know, I, I want people, I'm about commitment. I'm old school, you know, we're not gonna come take a couple of classes and then not show up for a few weeks. Like it's, you're gonna be in if you're coming in. So um, I do it by the semester and they just pay me and, and that's how it works through there. So COVID has been little shorter sessions. Um, just because I'm, I'm still adapting, I'm not sure when I'm going to open the doors to the studio yet. Um, just basically because it's not a huge space. And so, you know, safe distancing, wearing masks, having all the equipment, all the things that go with that, that we're supposed to do to keep everybody safe. Um, I'm just not there yet. Now, has the state mandated that a studio like yours close or is that more your personal preference? This is my personal preference. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Interesting. So when you say a semester in your business, is that six months? Is it a quarter? What, what is a semester? That would be like a same as a college semester. So it would be, you know, seasonally. I do a fall, I do a spring, I do a winter, I do a summer semester. Got it. Got mm -hmm. it. So roughly every 90 days or so. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So the last time we caught up briefly before, I think this was last week as we were preparing for this conversation, I had mentioned how my kids were getting into yoga and we talked about uh, cosmic yoga and the gal from London who, who does that on YouTube. And I mentioned to you how she had a certification and then you shared with me that 
you have some upcoming news and some certifications and all sorts of really neat things happening in your own business. So can you share with us some of those uh, exciting, you know, changes that are coming up? Yes. And first of all, I love that your kids are doing yoga. You are setting them up for a long-term passion and um, success, you know, for the mind, body, spirit. I do the same with my kids. I encourage everybody to do a little yoga with their kids if you can. Um, and then on the business end. So writing the book, I'm having people email me saying, gosh, you know, um, do you recommend this Christian yoga teacher training system or do you recommend this? And so I'm, I'm sitting here and the wheels are spinning. I'm like, you're already traditionally trained, which is the same way I was trained, tra uh, trained with the traditional school of yoga. And so I'm thinking, and I start looking, there's nothing that is available for traditionally trained yoga instructors to just get the add on of the Christian component and become certified that way. So I am launching Perfect Fit Christian Yoga Teacher Training. This will be, uh, it'll be about a 12 week intensive, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, group coaching, uh, going through seven modules, one every day of the week, um, basically certifying you at the end in my Christian style uh, yoga or God's Christian style of yoga and what that would mean to be a certified teacher. And so it's just, it is just the perfect timing to do that. I feel like all the doors are opening. Um, it's been so easy to write and I'm ready to share it with people. I love that. I just love the fact that, you know, oftentimes for me, I'm very much into self-improvement, personal development. And sometimes I find that I, if I could take this thing over here in this area and plug in that strategy, so to speak, over into this area, th neat things happen because it's almost like oil and water. And I love the, the synergy and the, it's so, it's interesting, but it's, it's compatible in so many ways. I love how you're bringing that Christian side of things to yoga, which is otherwise a very different sort of a, a practice. So that's really neat. So someone looking to come through your 12 week intensive and get certified, is that someone who's already a yoga instructor? It's, it's not like a beginner. Ideally, yes, because okay. we are going to utilize what you've already learned in your traditional yoga teacher training. You've already learned how to teach the poses. You've already learned how to teach breathing. You already know how to format and sequence a class. Let's hold on to those things and then let's add the Christian component. Do you know how to use prayer in cl class? Do you know how to do Christian meditation? Do you know how to implement scripture and the, the right ways and how to pair it with the poses? These are things that I will teach you how to do. And that's something I had to teach myself how to, how to do when I decided to open up. I, I didn't share my yoga studio is a Christian yoga studio. And so when I started that 11, almost 12 years ago, I had to learn. I taught myself all that through the process. So I've already done all the work for you. And now I've got it in a really simple to follow format so that you can be successful too. That's awesome. So when does that, when does enrollment open for that program? That's a great question. I am currently getting everything ready to launch the program for January of 2021. So it's a new year and it's a great time to start something new for those traditionally trained yoga instructors who are ready to take it to the next level. That's awesome. So I'm curious, where are you finding those people are? Because I, I, I was under the impression that readership from your book were practitioners of yoga, people like me, me or not me, but consumers that practice yoga that may be having some conflicts with their Christian faith and how that all applies. But it sounds like maybe there are some instructors of yoga that are picking up your book and tuning into your message. 
Yes, and I was I, honestly, I was surprised that it's it's been quite a few instructors who are picking it up and reading it. Um, so I'm finding them on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Miranda Joe Davis. Um, I'm finding them on Facebook. Uh, I just decided to start my own yoga community on Facebook. It's called the Christian Yoga Community, um, and that just started about a month ago, and we are having a very lively and engaging group, a lot of instructors again. So um, some of these instructors are already certified in a Christian style of teaching, and then other ones are like me, and they're just, or were like how I used to teach, and so they're just seeking. They're trying to figure out which avenues to take, and so that's where I'm coming in. I can help you at the crossroads and put you on the right path. Very cool. So you've been doing this for a long time. You've traveled to some you know, pretty incredible locations, it sounds like. Where is your, where did your background or certification, like are you, do you have a certain style that you practice in your studio that you teach from? I do love the style that I was trained in. It is a fitness style of yoga. It's a hatha, which hatha just means all forms or all physical practices of yoga. And it's a vinyasa, which means that the poses flow together. And I always have loved that because of my dance background. When I when I started taking those style of classes, I was like, this is like a very beautifully choreographed routine. And so um, I do bring that very creative element into my practice. Uh, I would say my classes are not run of the mill or cookie cutter from a, maybe a certain style of yoga does, but it's actually very creative and there's a lot of freedom to play. That's so cool. So yeah, I, I love how, you know, as authors, if you're being coached or, or you're learning from somebody or you're being trained on how to write and market a book, so many, let's call them experts, you know, say you have to identify your avatar or your ideal reader. Um, yours to me is so clear, which is such a blessing, right? <laughs> like it's so black and white. I love that. W was it always that way? I mean, did you always kind of know that you had that target in mind based on your own personal experience? Oh my goodness. No. I mean, when I felt like I was being called to write a book, I mean, I was terrified. I, I had already started writing, doing the blogging thing and, um, you know, had joined some writing communities. But I'll just tell you the truth. Writing a book, I was like, no way. This is crazy, especially what God I felt like God was putting on my heart to write about these mm -hmm. very personal stories that I've had over the years um, in yoga, which I, you know, I obviously I'm very passionate about yoga. But telling those stories, I hadn't told those to anyone. And so um but, you know, as as I did what I felt like I was supposed to do, I call it being spiritually obedient. I think that writing a book is a discipline. I, I think that, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. and writing till seven every day was transform. I mean, it's transformative to me. Um, and I did that. I did it just like I was supposed to. And I found and little by little mentors started to come saying, this is how you do it. Check out this program. You're, do you want to self-publish? I had no idea. I, I felt lost. But um, now it's it's like you said, it's crystal clear. And so I'm so glad that I did not. I'm so glad I didn't ignore, you know, the calling to write the book because it's been it's been an amazing journey. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long did that journey take? I know it published in May, but when did you actually start the writing process? I started probably 14 months before. Wow. Wow. Okay. And did you go through like a planning? Did you go through like an outline process or did you just literally start with a blank cursor and go? Let me tell you something really cool. Um, 
you know, there was this girl that I met over 20 years ago. I told you I, at that time I was becoming a Christian and I mean, everything about Christianity, I'm just going to say, I thought it was kind of weird. I didn't know. I was very skeptical about the Christian faith. Mm. Um, I, I grew up in a home that, you know, um, we had no religion. I mean, we were, we just, if you were smart enough, strong enough, you could do whatever you wanted to do. And I just, around my twenties, I just was seeking something. So when I found this first group of people that were Christians, there was a writer in the group. And God reminded me of that, of that. When I was struggling to write the book, he was like, reach out to her. She lives down on, on the coast of Texas, reached out to her. And she said, I want you to think of each chapter like a blog. So you're going to make an outline of what you think each chapter is going to be and then write it like you would write a blog and have a very specific format. So for me, it was tell a story, um, identify those pain points and then come into a scriptural and biblical solution and then have people to apply it to their life. And I did that chapter after chapter and it worked. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. so. So you outline it, plan it like that. I, I love that having structure for each chapter, just breaking it down and having a format to follow is obviously so helpful. And I like the, you know, comparing it to a blog that makes it less, <laughs> less pressure. <laughs> so, and you didn't have that, those blogs written before, right? Yeah. So that was just the way you were looking at it. So did you work with an editor? I did. I had wonderful editors um, from, huge publishing houses, um, Christian publishing houses. Uh, again, another, I, I just feel so blessed to have so many connections, but another connection, there was a, a editor in my son's class who was connected to the whole editing world. And I had, I had Max Lucado, um, you know, someone who ed edits for huge authors, um, edited my book. And I just, when I found, I didn't even know it was a big editor after I found, I'm like, Oh my goodness, this person read my book. It was just so intimidating, but, um, she made it, she shaped it up and she made it, she made it, you know, I, I get the, uh, feedback a lot that it was really well written. And I have, I can want to thank my editors. I had three of them for that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I have a funny suspicion not too distant into the future. Someone's going to say, this editor worked with Miranda Joe Davis. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, OK. I'll, I'll that, but we'll see. <laughs> so, so it went through editing and then you self-published. So did you self-publish through like an Amazon sort of a thing? Did you go wider than that? What does that look like? Yes. So I um, use Amazon and I have published through um Ingram Spark as well. I've just, it, it's, this is the part now where I'm feeling kind of a little bit lost. I'm just going to be honest is the aftermath. Um, I use self-publishing school with Chandler Bolt had a writing coach, which I do really well with coaches. I, if you're out there and you're looking to write a book or you're needing the, the, some business on the back end of your book, um, I think coaches are awesome. So um, yes, that, that was very helpful. Now I'm just kind of in that place where I'm trying to figure out what do you do now? Hmm. Yeah. As far as marketing it, continuing to sustain the message of it all. Exactly. So are you thinking, so you've got this book, which could potentially be for just the person who practices yoga or the instructor. Those are kind of two audience potentials. Yes. Now you've got this new certification that you're rolling out. So are you looking to bridge the gap in any way between the book and the certification program? 
Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I definitely think that the book would be an important part of the certification program. And I'm actually in process of writing a second book at the end of this book. I, you know, I felt like always, which is I heard from my writing coach is kind of strange that this is going to be a nonfiction series. And he said, that's kind of a new thing that's up and coming is to do a series of nonfiction. So Christian Girl in the Yoga World, this is just the first of series one. Um, I, and then I'm writing right now is how to practice yoga and not compromise your faith. So it's awesome. the how to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because I think this first book is a very nice, strong foundation, I would imagine. Right. Yes. Yes. So that, that's awesome. That's awesome. So are you you mentioned that you had some feedback uh, from people who read your book. Do you have a call to action? Do you have tools that are accessible for readers? Like how are you, how is that connection being made between someone buying it on Amazon, you don't get their contact information, then all of a sudden you have their email or they're in your, they're, they're on your list or their email and you're giving you feedback. How is that connection made? Yes. So I, I mean, I'm surprised when I go to my constant contact and there's new subscribers. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I do have a, a lead magnet in my book. Um, and it's from, from the new book that I'm writing, how to practice yoga and not compromise mm -hmm. your faith. So it's a couple of excerpts from that book that you, if you go and sign up for my email list at mirandajoedavis.com, um, then you would be receiving that as well. And so that's how I'm kind of starting to get to know everyone. And then I will be, you know, I, I really need, you know, I feel like with the emails and things like that, just getting a little stronger with my emails. I'm, I think we had this conversation, Sean, like I don't want to bother people with my emails. And so um, if that's part of the business, then I need to definitely strengthen it. <laughs> it, it, it it's hard because it's kind of like sales. Like yeah. I don't like sales in general, but that's just because I've had some really bad experiences of being the prospect on a very hungry, pushy salesperson, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think we've all been on the receiving end of some of these very aggressive email marketing campaigns where it's like every five minutes we're just getting hit. So I think you have to kind of find your sweet spot and, and do what you're comfortable with. I've learned lately that there are people, and I'm guilty of this, but there are certain people who will only take action based on urgency and scarcity. <laughs> it's like, you know, as much as you want to just say, hey, it's here if you want it and not bother again, you kind of have to say, look, there's a deadline. <laughs> you know? This won't be available or this won't include these bonuses or however you craft the, the offer or the program. That helps for certain people because many of us buy on emotion usually those are the people that are like right up front some of us buy on logic which might happen a few day, days later then there's those people who take action on the urgency and scarcity and that's like 11th hour there's one minute left <laughs> <You know? That's> me. <laughs> yeah i, I can be that way too. right now i've got to get that well i give you so much credit for a evolving and you're, you're pivoting so quickly due to the covid and you're making everything happen and work and in the process, just like I think so many parents and so many teachers and really so many businesses, you're learning all this new, hairy, scary technology, even though you don't want to. So I'm, I give you a lot of credit for that. That's incredible. Thank you. I have had 
I have learned more in the last six months and I've, I've learned since college, I would say, or maybe my yoga teacher training. It's been an incredible journey of learning um, all these wonderful things that we have at the tip of our fingers to utilize to build our business and build our brand. Um, but, you know, I am only one person. I recognize that, too. And I, I always, you know, I think it's important to say just to acknowledge, you know, my family comes first. Um, I know my, my boys are 11 and seven and they're only going to be little for so long. Um, so, you know, I really am a dedicated mother as well. That's amazing. You've got quite a few full-time jobs over there. <laughs> yes, I do. Now, which hat am I putting on today? Right, right. Yeah, that's right. So if we wanted to buy your book, if we wanted to check out your studio, if we wanted to maybe look into enrolling in this upcoming, it sounds like an awesome 12 week intensive that you have. You mentioned your website earlier, MirandaJoDavis.com. Is that right? That is it. Yes, it is. Everything is there. Uh, my book is on Amazon, Christian Girl in the Yoga World, um, MirandaJoDavis.com on Facebook and on MirandaJoDavis on Instagram. Uh, same for YouTube. And I would love to connect with you on any of those social media outlets. Awesome. Awesome. So if you could leave our viewers and our listeners with one message today, it can be anything based on the last 35 minutes of conversation. What would that be? You know, um, God has a, a dream and desire that I feel like he's imparted in all of our hearts. And so um, listen to that desire, listen to those hopes and listen to those dreams and pursue it. Because even if it's scary, even if it's hard, you have no idea the amount of joy, um, the freedom, the fun uh, that you can find in life if you just go for it. I love that. Well, Miranda Joe, congratulations, first of all, on all your success. And secondly, thank you so much for being here with us on the show today. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, Sean here again. Thanks so much for joining us this week. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can catch future episodes. Also, go ahead and give it an honest rating so you can let other people know what you thought of the show. Take care and make it a great day.